Hello and welcome again to the Good Book Podcast. With all that is going on in the world and just the things that are just kind of unfolding or unraveling from day to day, there seems to be this this attitude or this um, worry or doubt of how are things going to be for us as believers. And a lot of us have lost our peace. A lot of us have lost our joy. And we tend to walk around aimlessly um, worrying about what could possibly happen next. And when we tend to do that, we tend to operate in a sense of chaos. And Webster defines chaos as a state of utter confusion or disorder. Once again, it defines it as a state of utter confusion or disorder. And as believers, that's one thing that we never want to to get wrapped up in or to get caught up in is to be in a state of chaos, a state of confusion, a case, um, a state of disorder. We always want to be able to walk in order. Um, just before I just kind of like dive a little bit further in, if we if we just go to Genesis one, you can see how God created the world and and in his creating the world, the world was in utter confusion, confusion or darkness. And when God's presence stepped in and when God God was always there, but when God decided to um, create the world, God began to put the world in order. And us as Christians, as believers, if we serve a God who is about order and who takes things that were out of order and puts them in order, then we too must follow those footsteps in a way that is is a reflection of God and Christ in our lives. And so I just want to just talk for a few minutes just about chaos and just about how that is affecting us and it, and how it's affecting the world. We know that the world is going to be the world, but we also know that we as believers, that we must be believers and there must be a difference in how we look. And if we look like the world, if we look like those who don't know God and don't understand God, then we too can get caught in a state of chaos in the case in the state of disorder. So just let me spend a few seconds or a few minutes here and talk about that. And we'll be looking at several verses to kind of back up what <clears throat> that looks like and how we can overcome the state of chaos. Dear Lord, thank you for another opportunity. You just allow for us to just come to you and just to um, go through this podcast and, and discuss um, things that are concerning today. Um, just pray that not only would it um, help me, but it will help those who listen. Thank you for those who listen and thank you for those who are applying what they hear. Um, just pray that it might be a help to them as well as others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what causes chaos? So I kind of want to start here by saying that lying is one of the things that starts chaos. And as I stated in Genesis 1 about how God came and he put things in order, in Genesis 3, we see that the serpent enters in and he 
he lies to Eve about what God has said and what God has hasn't said. And as a result, Eve goes and tells Adam and Adam agrees with Eve who agreed with the serpent. And then the world, as a result, is turned into a fallen state, meaning that we are now sinners because Adam sinned and because they did not do what God told them to do, which was to not eat from the tree, to eat from the tree of life. And so um, they went from a state of just blissfulness, um, peace, a state of enjoyment to a state of chaos. And so sometimes when we are faced with with certain things in our lives that we're like, what's going on? Why does it feel like it is out of order? Why does it feel like it's not going well for me? Um, sometimes we just need to look and see, are we actually um are we actually living the truth? Are we actually receiving the truth? Or are we actually um living and listening to lies? And those lies will most definitely cause chaos in our lives. We can look at the political scene today. We don't know what is true. We don't know what is not true. All we know is what is said. And we have to go through and we have to dig through tons of information just to figure out what is true. And so people today are much more um, anxious and and worrisome and and concerned than they were before um, COVID hit and before the political before the political scene became um, a polarizing scene. And so, a lot of it has to do with just the lies that we hear on media in, in with the media and with people around us, or even the lies that we believe within ourselves. And so. Um, that's one cause of just chaos in our lives. And secondly, fear and doubt. And so whenever we have fear, fear and doubt can cause us to to act in a way that is chaotic, act in a way that is um, disorderly and a state of confusion because we don't want something bad to happen to us or we are afraid of something bad happening to us. And so we act out in fear and doubt. <laughs> And so when we start to notice these things and we start to see these things, these are the things in which tell us whether or not we are acting in a way um, that causes us to live in a situation with chaos. Next, disobedience. Whenever we um, don't disobey God, whenever we think that we know best when we know what is true, but we choose to do what we think is best for us, then we we will experience chaos in our lives. And that isn't the way that God wants us to live. And so disobedience causes that to happen. And so we don't never want to be in a situation where we are acting um, out of disobedience or, or being disobedient to God. Just the, the scriptures are, are full of examples of people who disobey God and how their lives were changed. We think about Abraham and how Abraham, um, Sarah was promised to be Abraham's, um, to give Abraham a son. And Abraham and Sarah got, Sarah came to Abraham and said, hey, you, you can have my handmaid and have a, a baby with her. And as a result of that, chaos came into Abraham's home because now 
he doesn't have a wife with Sarah. And now Sarah's jealous and she's um, being very, very mean to her handmaiden. And Abraham doesn't know what to do. So Abraham is just just in a state of disarray. And so as a result of his disobedience to God, he therefore puts his household in chaos. Not only do we have lying and fear and doubt and disobedience, lastly, disbelief. Disbelief, uh, our unbelief can cause us to live in a state of chaos because we just want to do it our way. It's just like disobedience. We just want to do it our way because we have this feeling that we can get it done our way, which will make us feel much more comfortable. And sometimes or most of the time when we get to the other side, we see that if we would have just done it God's way, we would be in a better state of mind and we would be pleasing unto him, which means that we would live peaceful, peaceably before him. And so these are just some of the things to think about when we think about causes of chaos. So how do we overcome it? Let's go through these verses just to talk about overcoming chaos. And once we're done with that, we'll um, close out. So number one, trust and obey God. So if you turn to Psalm Psalm 1, you'll see that in Psalm 1, Psalm 1 basically says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinner, sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And then and look at the stance in verse 3. He's He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he do it prosper. So we see that there's no confusion because in verse one, that now he's not walking in, in, in the council of ungodly. He's not standing in the way of sinners, nor is he sitting in the seat of the scornful, but his mind and his heart is delighted in God's law. And so therefore he has no chaos going on. There's no chaos going on in their mind. They're not worried about anything because they're standing on God's word. And as a result of them standing and being firm in God's word, they are allowed to get or to stay away from a situation that can cause confusion or disorder. And if you look at the last three verses, it shows the others, the the ungodly, the one who's living in chaos. It says the ungodly are not so, but they're like the shaft which the wind drives away. So now they don't have any stability. There's no stability. And then it says, therefore, the ungodly shall shall not stand in in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So there's this separation. And then it says, for God, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So there's no stability for them. But for the for those who are obedient, who are doing what God has told them to do by trusting and obeying him. They will be able to stay away from a state of chaos. And so secondly, study God's word. So if you look at Matthew 11 and 28, it says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. So and then it closes by saying, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So 
Yes, we study God's word. And by studying God's word, we get to learn more of Christ and we get to put on more of Christ's character. And Christ was never in a state of disorder. He was never in a state of confusion. He was always very clear about what he needed to do when he when he came here and about how it was going to get done. And he was pleasing unto the father. And so studying and knowing God's word allows for us to not be in a situation where we are in confused, where we are confused. We can't be. Because we know the one who has created order and the one who gives our lives order. And as a result of that order being in our lives, we're able to live a life where we're pleasing to God and where we are not in disarray, disorder or confusion. So not only should we trust and obey God, not only should we study his word that will help us to not be in situations where we are in chaos. Next, pray and be thankful. Now, this is important because prayer, um, prayer, as my pastor often says, is showing it shows that we depend on God. When you depend on something, you you trust that it will it, um, that that whatever you're depending on will do exactly what it said it would do. And not only just pray, but be thankful because that allows for you to look, have a better view of of what you have in life. And so. We're praying, asking the Lord, hey, Lord, I'm struggling. This is what's going on with my life. Um, and this is this is challenging, but I need your peace. I need your blessing. I need your help to help me to not be in a state of utter confusion and disorder. I don't want to be in a situation where I feel like I'm in chaos. I want to be in a situation where I have peace and my life feels like it is in order. So you want to pray and be thankful. And so when we look at that is in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And, and as a result of that, it says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. I like how at the end it said it keeps your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus, because we are, are kept by him because he is the one that keeps us. And if we know that he keeps us and, and he keeps our hearts and our minds, man, that's where we struggle in our hearts and our minds with all the different issues and all the different things that are going on today. We just want peace. And so pray and be thankful. And so in closing, not only should you trust and obey God, not only should you study God's word and pray and be thankful. Lastly, just know that Christ is going to return and he's going to return for his church. He's going to return and give us everlasting peace. And that is what we all want. We want that redemption. We want that 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 um. God's word to, to, to be done, not only um, in our lives, but in this world. We want him to come back and conquer all those who are causing chaos, disorder and confusion in this world. And so we look at John 14, 27 and um, 28. It says the peace, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I have said unto you, I go away 
and come again unto you. If ye love me, you will rejoice because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. So Christ makes a promise here. Number one, he's leaving us with peace. If you feel like you are in a situation of chaos, disorder, confusion, then we aren't experiencing or we aren't accepting the peace that Christ gives us. And if you're accepting it, then you're also looking to the future and the future being that Christ is going to return for his church. Not only for his church, he's coming and he's returning for you, for me, because we are a part of the church. And that in itself should bring us peace, because no matter how bad it gets, we are going to be safe in his arms and we are in his plan. And as a result of us being in his plan, we are going to be able to be conquerors through him. So hopefully this is helpful to you. Um, don't live in a state of chaos. Trust what God is is doing, knowing that he's working all things together for our good and that he'll continue to do that. And he'll continue to be the peace that you need whenever you are experiencing a situation where you are confused, where it feels like it is out of order and where it is feeling like it is chaos. Trust God, knowing that he knows what's best for us. So trust and obey God. Study God's word. Pray and be thankful. And then continue to walk in the peace that he's given, knowing that he's returning for you, for me for his whole church. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us peace. Lord, that only you can give. We just pray that we will rely on the peace that you give us and that we would always seek your word for restoration, knowing that you can bring us out of any state of confusion, of depression, anxiety, whatever it might be, you are the answer and let us depend on you. Jesus, now we pray. Amen.